just uh, pick your guys' brains to uh, assist with me. I am going to have a look at a property uh, later today. Mm. I wanted to know what kind of questions should I be asking when I get to the inspection? What should I be looking for in the property when I get there? Going one, going twice, All right, guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your weekly engagement into real estate here in the Hobart Marketplace. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and it gives me great pleasure to be back at the desk with Patrick and John McGregor. Welcome back, team. How are we feeling this? Actually, I think the day this goes out will be the first day of winter. So oh, really? Let it be known. Yeah. First day of winter, is that right? Doesn't the first can't, day... Can't be right, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> no, well, tell me about it, yeah. It was oh, actually... the magic of editing, that's how far yeah, in yeah. advance we are. It was cracking weather, yes, it was um, 19 degrees, I think. I swear it's going to be the first day, won't it yeah. roll over into June and that'll be the first day of winter? Got yeah, it. let's yeah. go with that. Sounds let's good. go with that. Yeah, all right, sweet. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for backing me up. It feels like it should have already you. been winter. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're rolling into winter. It's kind of a, a different time for the marketplace kind of things kind of seem to slow down, I'm going to guess. Could you kind of... Give me an idea of winter would be the slowest time of the year for Histo- house sales historically. Yeah, look, it seems you have your highest turnover suburb um, months, which are September, October, November, and then it's February, March, April, and then just those those. Then there's just not as many transactions that go through. Yep, that's just what has happened, generally speaking. Yep, everyone kind of yeah, goes I and agree. hibernates like a bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to look at houses <laughs> in the cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I sure as hell don't want to stand at them for <laughs> hours on end, but I do. <laughs> and we've seen this too with our um, rental properties where um, the days on market to find tenants um, have, ex- have extended. Yep. And we, in, in, when we had our old business, we often, uh, which is, it was quite hard on the team, but that we often then would have the leases actually exchanging exclusively over during those summer months because it's just when we knew that um, you had the highest turnover, uh, but that's not always possible, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, but we certainly see the same pattern um, in the rental market because, again, who wants to sit there and move sideways in winter if you can avoid it? Yeah, well, like, and it's that crazy thing of like the weather yesterday was um, beautiful in the morning, crazy rain in the afternoon, you're cancelling your, your BMX before well, and then it didn't even come down. Like it was like, oh, it's going to rain. And it sucks. Like I'm mm. moving at the moment and we were moving stuff last Sunday and it was literally raining yep. most of the time. Like, yeah. So you're loading stuff into the truck and it's pissing down on you yeah, and you're yeah. unloading in the rain. It just sucks. You don't want to. Yeah. So right b- before we get into any um, stuff I've planned for the episode today, I actually mm. wanted to use this platform to um, just uh, pick your guys' brains to uh, assist with me. I mm. am going to have a look at a property uh, later today. Mm. Um, and it, it came to me last night. I was like, holy moly, last time I bought, I kind of went and took the photos of the place. I didn't have to go through the process of kind of meeting the agent and, yeah. you know, schmoozing or whatever. <laughs> schmoozing. What, what am I meant to no, say? Well, you to? schmoozed the owner last time. Wow, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the owner. Found a way to schmooze. <laughs> yes. So I am good at the schmooze, but I, I thought like maybe. The problem maybe, is you got a blocker this time. You were able to schmooze directly to the owner mm. last time and get them to like you. This time you got this agent blocking you between yeah. them. Well, so, then, so that's what I want to talk about. I was kind of like I never got to experience this side of things like I've you know, I did the first step where I called him and said, hey, mate, I've seen this property online. Can mm. I come and have an inspection? I wanted to know what kind of questions should I be asking when I get to the inspection? What should I be looking for in the property when I get there? Mm. And how do I make a good impression? How do I kind of, well, if I want to make a good impression, maybe I get there and think like, actually, this doesn't suit my needs. Thought I could use this platform to pick your brains um, before we talk any other rubbish. Are you looking on behalf of yourself <laughs> or, 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 as, or, or for someone else? I'm looking on behalf of myself. So yeah. uh, our fixed interest rate runs out um, kind of November, 
based on what we had. It was a really good rate. We're going to have to mm-hmm. look into our mortgage anyway. Yep. Our family's growing by one. I don't know if I've announced that on the podcast before, but anybody that knows me and I haven't told you that we're having another kid. <laughs> have another kid. We're having another kid. Um, <laughs> so we're going to need- if you're hearing it by this platform, it means you're not that important. Three bedrooms isn't looking as good. <laughs> so three bedrooms isn't looking as handy. We have a yep. little outhouse out the back, but so, Jack's a little bit too young to move, mm. move out already. <laughs> I would love to see Jack out the back. Sorry, son. <laughs> you're now, yep, you're you're now four. Up. You've got to head on out, mate. <laughs> out to the back house, buddy. He'd love it out there. Yeah. Um, so, look, we don't need to move. Me and my brother lived in um, bunk beds. It was a fun time, you know, bunking with your brother. But if yep. there is an option, we're looking into kind of refinancing our mortgage anyway. Sarah just happened to find a, a place that looked well, um, pretty appealing. I guess it depends what impression you want to make. Like if you want to, if you go in there and you start talking, oh, wow, Jack, this is your room. And, oh, yes, Sarah, our couch will fit there. The agent's going to, all they're going to hear is cha-ching, I've got to buy Yes. So it depends what type of perception you want to put mm. out there. So me personally, I'd be really clinical if I was talking to the agent because I don't want them to think I'm too keen on the property. Yes. Um, but I, that's me. I well, don't know what, what you think, you gonna, Is it a one-on-one inspection? Yes. Private inspection? I believe so, I, yes. I would ask the owner to give me a tour. The owner? Sorry, sorry the uh, the, bo- the agent. Because the from, from what happens with us, sometimes they'll just like go dead silent. So you're trying to, if you can, like some people just want to be left alone. Um, and then you're asking questions about their situation. Whereas for me, if I was the buyer, I'd be asking the agent, look, can you, uh, don't suppose you could give us a tour of the property and tell us everything you know about it. Yep. And then you just constantly get them speaking because then they're going to um, divulge information that you would otherwise probably not be able to get. And also too, they'll be more encouraged to stick around with you longer. They're not going to feel like when you're going to make a decision. Um, and hopefully it's that thing where they'll just keep, they'll feel like you've had a good relationship. You haven't actually told them anything about your situation. Yep. Mm. So you're talking from experience here, John, because you just start talking, you divulge stuff. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Shit, the thing. I shouldn't have told them that. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's the counterintuitive thing though, where it's like, oh, just, I just need the agent out of the way. Well, no, no, no. That's, that's, that's where the information is. So why don't you just get them to start giving you, um, like they'll go, oh, look, they'll start talking to you about the property. Why, why wouldn't you? Yep. Um, so that's the thing. that think you have to do it on your own. No, but use that resource to actually um, talk to you about the property, talk, you know, obviously about the area. They might start talking about the owner situation. Um, and, I mean, if they're a little bit more experienced, hopefully they're probably asking you a little bit more about yourself. But you just keep asking the questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the questions, so, yeah, you give me an idea of a few of the questions. I actually really like yours, Pat, of mm. um, not projecting like, oh, this oh. would be your room, Jack or Henry. I don't know. There's so many different ways that you could approach oh, look, as a purchaser. The, the funny bit is, like, Sarah sent it to me, and I wouldn't look at the property. I just said, I don't, I don't want to think about this as an idea. I don't want to project us forward. It's a lot of work. It's, yeah, but mm. and then she said, she's like, well, we've got to look into it anyway. Mm. It could level us up. It could move us sideways. It, what's the harm in looking? Mm. So yeah, I just thought I'd take this time to chat with you guys. I've just noticed when I'm. Um, on the podcast, I'm talking with my hands so much more because I'm not like this anymore. Yeah, so. <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, it's fun. Feel a bit more natural. Um, so, yeah, so I guess um, it, we're, we're going in open-minded that we really don't have to move, yeah. um, but it'd be interesting just to look at it um, from there. So I just wanted to pick your brains on. I think it'll come down as well to the answers you get from the agent as you as you walk around. Yep. Like you should be able to pick up off the agent, you know, interest levels, how much they've had, like, you know, what he's expecting is the outcome. Yeah, so, so can I ask, like, what's going to buy it? Like, You can. Would you answer? I would probably not, but okay. I would come up with a, a roundabout 
answer that doesn't really give an answer, if that makes sense. Yes, so that's what I was um, kind of wondering. Because, you know, if you've got it on at 800,000 offers over and you say to me, Patrick, what's going to buy it? I'm like, anything over 800 is going to be considered. I'm not going to say 801 is going to buy it, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm. Because you might be thinking, shit, I'm going to have to pay 820 to get this place. So I'm never going to give you an exact number. Yep. Um, and then, you know, sometimes people will ask, you know, is it negotiable, the price? Yep. And I'm... I'm a smart ass. I'm always like, it's always negotiable and they get really excited. If you want to pay more for it, I'm never going to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'll always try to be a little bit more humorous with my answers or uh, not really give too much away because at the end of the day, the agent works for the owner. Well, that's so, your job. It's yeah. your job to get the most for the vendor. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes you might strike it lucky where you're just dealing with a person who's just not a good professional. Yeah. And then they'll be like, they're just ones that will just try and hustle the dealers. As well, some as will can. just yeah. give you that answer straight away. Mm. And I'm like, look, the owner's got it on at 800, but I know personally you'll get it for 750. And, and it could be a case too where um, if I ask the right question, the owner is sitting there saying, look, I will take 850, but they re- refuse to reduce the asking price. Yeah. So, so the agents, do, they're like, well, just bring me an offer. It's like, yeah, but you can't. So by asking the right question, you might just hit that situation right again. And that comes down to that timing and motivation. Um, and the way I would ask the question is you just do it nonchalantly like you would in a conversation. Like, why is the owner what, why is the owner moving for this beautiful place? Yeah, yeah. You know, not why is the owner selling or how motivated are they? Tell you what, there's tenors next door and they're absolute pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, funnily enough, I think you know that the place I'm talking about, but it's from my old street. It's literally Sarah. Oh, no way. Sent it to me and said, yeah. Look at this. It's like three houses down from your old house. And I was just like, Funny how that works. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, let's have a look. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, mate, but just ask the questions, yep. seriously. Because it's that um, if you if you ask the questions, you're controlling the narrative yep. in many ways. So Don't at least then they're going to um, give you more information rather than you trying to be smart about it. Yep. Just like you would in a normal conversation with a friend. Cool. Mm. Sounds good. Beautiful. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. I thought I'd take this time to, uh, yeah, just pick your brains because it's like normal. John and I provided no insight. <laughs> <laughs> What's that about talking around well, the subject? We filled 15 I, I, minutes of the podcast, so I, well done, team. But I guess it just because we've been doing it long enough now, you've, the conversations are almost like on repeat. You've heard it so many times that when people come up and try to sound too intelligent, you're like, so you know where this is, where it's going. Yeah. Whereas if you just had a, con- a general conversation, the information will flow as it is generally anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, look, it's one of those things where it was like I've had enough conversations around real estate, but that conversation of being like, oh, yeah, we're showing up for an inspection. Like I said to Sarah, I don't think the boys should come. I don't want to be doing that thing where we're like, oh, look, this could be your room, mate. Like I wanted to like, let's just go, let's look at it clinically and then make a decision from there. I think it's easier to look without kids too because you're not getting distracted by them not trying to touch things or or run around the place. So I'm always a fan of when I bought stuff, looking at it by myself just with Abby. So when you do have people show up for an inspection and they've got their two kids in tow, do you think like suckers or do you think like... (laughs) I'm thinking these people can't afford this place. (laughs) I've got kids. I know how expensive they are. Um, look, speaking of narrative, I went to jump off on narrative before, but I wanted to jump in. There was a really interesting article in the Mercury just the other day, Jared Bevan. Um, I'm going to start with the spy narrative. I'm going to start with what happened with uh, yours and Aaron Murray's property, oh, the, uh, 29 yeah, yeah. Wassel Place. Yeah, yeah, because it, obviously Jared will reach out if there's any um, unique stuff, but I think the main driver was because he had the stats to show that it was the most viewed property or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. this is what I want to talk about, like – the most viewed property in on realestate.com across that period of time. Mm. I think it was the last week. For the yeah. for that week. Nuts. And you just happened to have this crazy ass video <laughs> that went along with it. So 
So tell us, how do you feel about being known as a, a super villain out there at the moment, John? I'm just disappointed I wasn't wearing a more formal jacket. <laughs> I mean, it was good that we had the branding on, but, man, I should have dressed up. Ah, well. Ah, well. So for anyone out there that hasn't seen it, but if you are in the market, you probably would have seen um, 29 Mossel Place. When I looked at the place, I kind of got the vibe of a James Bond supervillain lair. It was a good call on yours to pitch that idea. Mm. Because then you – and then I did love the fact to get those shots. You had to just – like, what did we talk about? It felt like we were filming a a high school – well, we were talking about that Martin video that we made years ago. Remember the one at my place yeah, where yeah. he was in drag? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because you're, sta- you're standing up on, you know, a chair with the, you know, the camera on a... Um, on a tripod on a held tripod, up high, trying to, hold it trying to pretend was, it was CCTV, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it came, it came together really well. So, yes, the narrative of the of the piece is a um, Aaron Murray motorbiking along to check out the beautiful... Tasman Bridge, mm. when he gets a sudden message from his spy his, master his or handler. somebody, his handler, yeah. saying, you need to list a praise and sell this property. <laughs> so is it? Mr. Murray, oh. your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to list a praise and sell. Now, not in that order. Mr. Praise and sell. 29 Wassel Place, Lindisfarne. So, so, yes, he goes on a, a secret mission, and the way that we sell all the features of the house is via... This him trying to enter the property and <laughs> yeah. meet his contact. Amazingly, it did get lots of people's yeah. eyeballs on it. You've yeah, got the stats like, there? Yeah, I'm just inside realestate.com's app now and it's currently had 7.2 thousand people view the actual listing, but it's actually appeared in the search results 77,000 times. Wow. So it just shows the volume of people searching Lindisfarne every day that yeah. this property has appeared in their search results that many times. And, crazy. But and I think that would be more than double than what the average for the area is. Actually, for a house visit, like clicking. I would have thought so. Yeah. yeah. Way more. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the actual average stats are, but it's pretty impressive when you look at it. But um, they also do this little graph, um, and we might try to screenshot it and put it into yeah, it. Kind of it shows the market comparison, so what the suburb generally does versus how yours is performed. So you guys are in the grey, John, and the blue is how the suburb normally yeah, performs. Yeah, that wow, that's nuts. So yeah. it's hard to explain, obviously, via an audio format. Yeah, no, I'll raise that um, up on the screen and we can have a look. like... In the early days of the campaign, in the first one, two, six days, it's almost like four times as many views as the average home for the area. So hilariously, Paige from Bendigo, who was our, our correspondent last week, she texted me before she'd seen the video or I'd told her anything about it. She's mm. like, oh, this place is amazing. And oh, really? Like, she yeah, it. yeah, so she's looking into the... Hobart Marketplace eventually. She wants to be Paige from Hobart, not Paige from Bendigo. <laughs> That's so, fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, she's um, I sent it to me and I said, oh, check out the video before you. And she's just like, oh, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because quite a few people at the open home had commented on the video and one of the ladies said it was just, just the right amount of cringe, mm. just the right amount. So it didn't, it didn't go too far into the point of, oh, my God, these guys are awful. Well, so, it's probably good that you didn't show any of your password, John, because that may have changed. Her opinion. <laughs> I, I did this too late. So look, like it, it's it's really amazing. Like Jared Bevan's popped that article together, just saying like it's been such a successful campaign. It is still on the market. It's mm. still available. So if you are listening to this and you uh, want to check out the video or you want to check out the listing, it is an amazing property. It's um, cool. It's yeah. this kind yeah. of private spy sanctuary. If you're, if you're thinking about making a spy movie, got the perfect location. <laughs> That's it. 
<laughs> if you want to get your best Dr. Evil going. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Evil, man, I haven't thought of Oscar Powers. <laughs> that's a, that's, a wor- that, that's, a, that's worth a rewatch. I guess I was thinking about Dr. Evil came to mind because he asked for $1 million as his ransom. Oh, how did we not think of this? Oh, $700,000. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time. Part two. Yeah. Well, there's always a part two. Um, I look, there's probably not enough time to talk about the other topics, so let's just jump on to this last <laughs> one I wanted to cover off before we go. Uh, Trolleygate uh, oh, in our local yeah, community. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason this one has uh, come across my desk is I saw a local um, agent slash alderman here, Russell Yaxley, which uh, you guys know, mm. doing that kind of classic thing where um, – <laughs> He's out, and the press have said, "Look, we really need to get you looking upset about." Um, it's just the the worst photos because <laughs> yeah. it's the photographer that's asked to do it. I'm like, really? Why would you make people stand like that? So yeah, I just look. Like, the story goes that I think within an hour or so, they found seventy rogue yeah, trolleys yeah. Yeah. in the Glenorchy area, just kind of here, there, everywhere. So Mayor which- Beck Thomas and. Which is impressive because I can't get my trolley to leave the Coles car park because the bloody brake <laughs> slams on every time. So how are these trolleys escaping? Oh, look, one of them, he's a friend, really. He he's, he moved he moved to bought a house office in West Moona. Uh, Mike, his name is, and he's always been a, a trolley hero because he's a one of the trolley guys, hero. Yeah, he's one of the guys that um, rounds it up off his own bat. Like he's just a local citizen. Yeah, he's not getting paid for it, but he's one of the guys who collects it and re-delivers it to where they need to go. So there are a couple of little heroes that are trying to well, that help out. I was I I took a moment to be a hero for my son. We there yep. was one opposite our street and was there for like. Four days, just yep. and I was just like, just that, that looks ugly. Like I don't it. want that opposite my house. When I walk out the door to see this trolley just sitting there, put it under the house, left it there. The next time we went to the shops, got it uh, out. up and into the back of the ute. Luckily, I've got a ute. Pop it in there. I run it back, and Jack's like, oh, we get to take our own trolley to the <laughs> to the thing, Dad. I was just like, mm, no, we're taking it back. When we finish shopping, I go to take it back to the trolley bay. Yeah. So, no, Dad, back on the back of the car. Oh, he wants it. No, no, mate, that's not how it works. <laughs> We're returning the trolley. Oh. But they're all out in the wild. Um, I think they're, they're holding them to ransom. I think they're going to say it's your duty to come and get these ones. But it just it just so did. Like, pre- Woolworths and Coles need to go buy their trolleys back. Basically, the yeah, yeah. So it looks like they're going to kind of just – Destroy them otherwise. Sounds like the next mission for Aaron Murray and John McGregor. Oh. But, the, but the problem, I guess, they remember how you, I used to love putting the dollar in the trolley mm. or the 20 cents or the 50 cents to uh, get that money back. No so, one has cash anymore. So are you implying yeah. that all of them should have credit card readers where you tap? No, I want to bring back bring back the <laughs> like, cash. Or maybe some fake tokens. I don't know. Bring back the cash. Well, yeah. if you go to those Audi shopping centres on the mainland, they have tokens still. Do they? Yeah, and you actually buy the token and it goes on your key ring. Really? So, so rather than putting the coin in and having to have a coin, you have an Audi token that you buy from their shop. There you go. And you click it in and then your keys just hang off your trolley until yep. you put the trolley back and then you get your car keys back. Hey. Man, that's going to stop you from walking away from your trolley See, either. Exactly. I, I'd like to know the stats on the Audi trolleys, you know, <laughs> whether or not they uh, suffer the same as calls and woo How many are out in the wild? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, yes. The only reason I, I brought it up was the image of it, um, <laughs> he looked very upset with this. <laughs> really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Um, Mm, I'd hate to see a contract fall over on him if that's how he feels about us. <laughs> no, it's all in jest. Um, I think that's the pod for this week, guys. I had other stuff to talk about, but I actually, um, yeah, stole the show to pick your brains on my inspection. I'll, I'll well, let you yeah, know how it goes. how it goes next week. I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm, we'll find out. Good luck. Thank you for uh, joining us once again, and we will be back next week with more Property Pulse. Sounds good. Thank you. See, see you. Bye.
You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news, their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.